What's good, everybody? My name is Folgers, and I'm back at you again with another episode of the Coffee Shop Podcast. And this is episode nine. Ooh, we almost there, almost at that big ten. Um, I want to shout out anyone who's listening to the podcast so far, man. Anyone who's listening to this, I truly appreciate it, man. One listen goes a long, long, long way. Before you know it, I have like maybe 10 listeners. Then I have 100 listeners. Then I have 100,000 listeners. I mean, the sky is only the, sky is only the floor in the words of Michael Jordan. The sky is literally the floor. And anything can happen on any given day, especially if you put your mind to it and put some consistency to it. You'll be surprised, man. Doors will open. Doors will definitely be able to be open for you. Now, speaking of doors opening, there's a lot of openings going on with the NBA right now. So, earlier this week, Steve Clifford, quote-unquote, mutually parted ways. Terry Stotts got fired. Um, Brad Stevens becoming the new GM. That that threw me for a loop. Because, like, looking at the Celtics throughout the whole season... Now, injuries did play a big factor as um, Jalen Brown missed the rest of the season. Um, Jason Tatum was in and out the lineup. Kimber Walker was in and out the lineup. But, you know, they still managed to get in the playoffs now. Granted, they did get swept. But... That Celtics team just wasn't fully together the whole season and and to really develop some kind of chemistry. Now, I don't know. I didn't read too much into what made Danny Ainge decide to step down. I'm pretty sure he just figured it was time. But to promote Brad Stevens, that that I was just like, wow. Okay. And so now they have a head coaching position open opening. And I think Brad would keep it in-house. I don't know if he would actually hire someone outside of the organization, outside of people he truly knows. I think he's been the NBA coach for about seven, eight seasons, give or take. But he, I think he would keep it in-house. Um, I think Jerome Allen, this is just my prediction, I think Jerome Allen will ultimately be the head coach of the Celtics just to keep that same system going, keep that familiar face in-house. Um, and just give him a chance, you know, because he's getting interviews in other places as well. And I th- I think Brad Stevens wouldn't want to lose him. 
they want. I'm pretty sure he would want to keep him on his staff. So I, I think Jerome Allen would be the coach there. Um, now they still will have. They did resign Tatum. They did. Um, I think they did resign Jalen Brown. So them two are set. But as far as the roster, the rest of the roster, how do you build on this roster? Um, Kemba has two years left on his deal, if I'm not mistaken. Do you try to move him and get Miles Turner? Do they look look at the draft as well? And so I'm um, so now Boston is really on my radar come next season on how are they going to build this team around a first-year GM and a first-year head coach, whoever they decide to hire. Um, Terry Stouts, I said a couple episodes ago, I said he was on the hot seat. And pretty much immediately after the Blazers got eliminated in six, he he was let go. And now the fact that he already has interest in well the magic have interest in them for better phrasing it was already kind of mind-boggling now if you want a coach that will at least get you to the playoffs all right cool he's your guy anything beyond that nah he's not your guy but terry styles was let go and I think Chauncey Billups would be a perfect candidate. Cause I think he's he's in the lead right now for that head coaching position. And I think Chauncey Billups will be be a, a great fit for the Trailblazers, especially if you listen to him on when he was on ESPN. He's actually very knowledgeable and knows a lot about the game, and he could help Dame. Not only Dane, but help the Trailblazers as a team actually get over the hump. Now, it's going to hurt me to say this, but I think they should trade C.J. McCollum. I think if I'm the Trailblazers, I find some, some way to go ahead and trade C.J. Because when you have two guards that's shorter than 6'5", and you're asked to guard shooting guards, other shooting guards that's 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", you know, it kind of puts you at a disadvantage on offense. Now, granted, CJ is a jack-of-all-trades. He could create his own shots. He could pull up. He could get to the basket. You know what I mean? He could do everything he can as a shooting guard. But I think the undersized guard is really hurting the Trailblazers. Now, unless they can get Carl Anthony Towns, I think he would be a good fit for the Trailblazers. Or if by chance, even though this is a slim chance of happening, but Miami decides to break up just because they couldn't get it done. I'll go get Bam. 
but either they trade CJ or they get a big man that can legitly score and keep the pressure off Dame and CJ for constantly have to put up 25 plus every night. Um, Nate Bajorge from the Pacers, he got fired too, which I kind of saw coming. Now, they did make it to the the playing tournament. They did win one game, but other than that, they it was like night and day when they played. When they played the Wizards in that second playing game. It was it was night and day. Like when they played the Hornets, they looked like a well-oiled machine. But when they played the Wizards, they they looked like ass. And I I was just like, yeah, he's gone. And then plus I'm pretty sure they didn't the Pacers rather they didn't want to lose TJ Warren. Um now whoever's gonna be the head coach will have to deal with the fact that teams are actually interested in trading for Miles Turner. Now, Miles Turner is one of the up and coming big men. Matter of fact, if I'm a trailblazer, I would trade for Miles Turner. Um, cause he's one of the young big men in the league. He don't get enough credit because he's always when he's healthy, he's actually always in a running for defensive player of the year. And I'm I think he made a couple of all defensive teams, if I'm not mistaken. So he uh, he's a very valuable player that can help a team win a championship. So whoever becomes the new head coach of the Pacers will have to deal with that. It's got to be someone that T.J. Warren wants as well. I think that bothers me a little bit. So now you have players like I now granted players want to be able to be coached by someone they respect, which I understand, but. I think they have too much say in who can be head coach. Like, if you look at Kenny Axon, he got axed because of Kyrie and KD. If you look at who else got axed just because of the players, um, Dwight Howard back in old, in the early 2010s, Stan Van Gundy got axed because of him. David Black, now granted, David Black was, wasn't really all that. But he got axed because of LeBron. And then Dame, he's saying, oh, I want Jason Kidd as head coach. And that's sad because he had to withdrew his name because he's like, nah, I, I ain't even about to entertain that shit, dog. Like, I, I think they, I, personally, I think the players have a little bit too much say in who should be head coach. But that's just my, my input on it. But like I said, I understand making, I empathize rather with making your franchise player happy and doing what you can as a front office to make sure that your team is put in the best position to win the game or to win the championship. So I definitely understand that. A couple of teams to keep an eye on as I'm gonna say, is the Wizards. Now, Scott Brooks, from what I saw, was that he's gonna be back as head coach. 
Now I know the Wizards fans, if y'all listening to this, I know y'all ain't happy about that shit. I know damn well y'all ain't happy about Scott Brooks coming back. Because who else puts out a lineup in the postseason where you have four players that's shorter than 6'4", and then you have a 6'11 guy at the, at the five, and then you playing against the Sixers, who you got Ben Simmons, who's 6'10", you got Danny Green, who's like 6'6", you got fucking Massey Tybal, who's like 6'6", something like that, 6'5", come on now, Jordan B, 7 foot, Dwight is 6'10", I mean, come on now, why would you put out a lineup? Uh, so, the fact that he's actually coming back, at least that's what the rumors are, is really shocking and really weird. It's like, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't, imp- no one has really improved since the Wizards, since he became coach of the Wizards. And I, I don't know, man. The Wizards are a, a weird franchise. I ain't about to hold you on that one. Like they're they're a weird franchise. And it makes me also wonder now what's next for the rest of the teams that's sitting at home watching the playoffs, just like me, you, and everybody else who's listening to this podcast and all the other teams that's not in it. And so I started looking through the internet. And I started doing a little bit of research. And four teams that I, I picked out. So, like the Knicks. We need a scorer at the wing. So, quickly is good. I think he's going to be a six-man. I don't really see him as a friend, like a starting point guard. I see him more of a six-man. Um, Derrick Rose. I think Derrick Rose is going to be back this season. But he's more of coming off the bench. You can only play him for so long. Um, with Mitch, Mitch is going to be a restricted free agent after next season. So you want to lock him up as well. Julius is going to want his money. Do you sign him now? Do you sign him next season? Same thing with RJ. RJ's rookie deal is about to be up. And so what do the Knicks do? Do the Knicks make a trade make a trade package to go get Dane to make a trade package to go get Bradley Beal who I personally hope we get um, but we need someone who can score at the wing who can put keep the pressure off Julius for having to be that guy um, then I look at the Mavs now the Mavs need to trade Porzingis. Either trade Porzingis or move him to the bench. They they got to do one of the two. Because he got three years left on his deal. And like, and Mark Cuban decided to sign him without him even stepping foot on the court. So it showed that Mark Cuban had a lot of faith in Porzingis. Now, he did have some sort of promise in the beginning. Somewhat. But then the injuries started catching up. Then the disappearing act in the postseason this year. I think it's time for Porzingis to either move to the bench or it's time for him to get traded. See if Dallas could package something to get another star 
for Luca. Because I think next season, Luca's going to be up for that that extension. And of course, Luca's going to sign it. So you better do whatever you can to to put put someone who could get buckets next to next to Dottage. Now with the Lakers, the Lakers gotta get younger. Like I don't know why LeBron don't like playing with young guys, but the Lakers gotta get younger. LeBron's thirty six, if I'm not mistaken, and then AD can't stay healthy, so. They have to get younger. Caruso is going to demand money in free agency. Montrez Harrell can opt out. Andre Drummond is going to be a free agent. I think Marcus Gasol is going to be a free agent as well. So, I don't know. The Lakers got to get younger. And then, while getting younger, they need a playmaking guard. They do. They need a guard that can not only just bring the ball up the court. LeBron's got to learn, hey, I can't bring the ball up anymore. LeBron can't be that guy anymore. LeBron cannot be that guy anymore. He he has to be the person. He got to be either the cutter or he got to be someone that's waiting on the post. LeBron can't be the guy to initiate the offense anymore. Because he had it bad with Kyrie. The only thing was him and Kyrie egos got in the way. But in that, it was perfect for LeBron. He had a guard that can pretty much get buckets as well. And ain't got to rely on him like that. Now, Laker fans is already trying to get Dane. Also, they trying to... I don't know if they trying... I don't know if they want Kemba or not. But I already see on Twitter that... They, they hollering for both of them. Or at least one of the two. And so now, so that's what I think what the Lakers have to do in the offseason. And then the Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies just need to develop their chemistry because they're only going to get better. They're a young team. They're, they're, they're going to get better. Uh, John needs to develop, develop a three-point shot. I think once he develops a... A respectable three-point shot. I think he'll be. I think he'll be a top five guard. I think once he develops that respectable three-point shot, I will put him in my top five point guards. I really would. Um, just like the Knicks, they also need a score on the wing as well. Because Dylan Brooks is inconsistent. Jonas Valanciunas, he's solid, but you know, not someone you can rely on consistently. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's one of my favorite players outside of the Knicks. And I think once he once he develops his touch on the ball, gets his hands better, I think he'll be a dominant big man. And then also, like I said, they, they, just gonna, they just need to get better. Not need to get better, but I think they're going to get better. Especially with time when they gel together. And now speaking of gelling together... Julio is now a Titan and looks like he's getting some reps in now with the Titans. And so Julio officially got traded to the Tennessee Titans. The Titans got Julio and then a 2023 six rounder, which is ooh, a couple of seasons from now. Okay. And then the Falcons got this year's 
might as well say this year, 2022, this year's second rounder, and then 2023 fourth rounder. Now, a second and a third, this year's second and next year's third, that's a steal. Now, I seen DeAndre Hopkins was like, you know, I want to see a first rounder do what Julio, me and Julio did. So, I think it's the term, the term value is what comes to mind. Now, there's no denying what Julio has done in the past, and I would not take that away from Julio. And Julio is one of the greatest wide receivers of our generation. And when you look at the business side of it, the man is getting paid 15.3 mil. The man is 32 years old. The man has been battling injuries for the past two or three seasons. So as a businessman, do I really want to take a chance on a 32-year-old injury-prone receiver and pay him his $15.3 million for him to show up as many games as he can for seven, 17 now because we have 17 games in the season for 17 games. You got to think about that. A first rounder, you, you never know. Like the first rounder could be a bust. The first rounder could be a Hall of Famer. You never know. Just like the second rounder, third rounder, whatever. But if you're looking at the situation right now is, okay, I'm gambling on Julio's health to get me to a Super Bowl. And based on Julio's track record, especially recently, Julio's not been healthy. And not only that, they're paying him all this money, especially Atlanta. Now, I looked on Tennessee's salary cap. That man came in and is already the highest paid player on the fucking roster. That man's the highest paid player on the fucking roster. Now, Tannehill did take a pay cut. Well, not a pay cut, but restructure his deal so that way the trade could happen. But you're the highest paid player on a brand new team that you haven't even played it down for. And so now I'm looking at the Titans and I'm like, all right, Tennessee, let's see, let, let's see what y'all can do. Because granted, they did a complete overhaul on their defense. They let go of a lot of players. And I'm wondering, well, not wondering, but my concern is how long would it take for that defense to gel together? Because I'm looking at the first five games, and I'm like, you play at home to Arizona, you go to Seattle, you're home to the coach, and then you go to the Jets and to the Jaguars. Now, the Cardinals game, that's a toss-up because, yeah, you're at home, but also you got to deal with DeAndre Hopkins, you got to deal with Christian Kirk. You got to do it A.J. Green because A.J. Green is there now. So now you wonder how that chemistry has come together. Um, and then Kyler Murray. And so I wonder how that defense will go against the Cardinals in week one. Then you got Russell Wilson with DJ, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And then you got the Colts and Colts is your rival. So that's always going to be a tough game. Then you got the Jets, and then you got the Jaguars with Carson Wentz, and then you have two rookie quarterbacks right afterwards. And so how quickly can that defense gel together? That's my biggest concern. And then also, 
who else is backing up? Who is backing up Derrick Henry? Now, yes, you did give Henry the bag. But also, looking at the other side of it, running backs don't last long in the NFL. If we're being honest, like running backs do not last long in the NFL. Like if you hit 30 and you still putting up 1500 rushing yards, props to you. But by like 26, 27-ish, that's when that you fall off that normally when a running back falls off the cliff. Look at Le'Veon. Le'Veon's a free agent. He's clamoring on Twitter talking about, oh, this is my comeback year. LaShawn McCoy, he's, well, he's more like 33 now. But besides the point, I think for like for the past four seasons-ish, he really hasn't been himself. Look at Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's productive. But running backs don't, you know, really last long in the NFL unless, she's a, unless you do a running back by committee. And that seems to be the trend. And so I wonder if Derrick Henry can take those hits for 17 games straight again. And when Derrick Henry's out the game, who's going to be the guy backing him up? Now, unless the Titans go more pass-happy than run-happy, because they did add... Um, Reynolds on offense, even though they got rid of, I think they got rid of um, Adam Humphreys. And then, of course, Julio and then A.J. Brown. And then they did lose um, that tight end. I can't think of his name right now. But, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the with the Titans. And now the last thing I want to talk about is this um, Kendrick Perkins and Quavo fiasco. Man, listen, all this is is just a publicity stunt, some PR, just for the hype of Culture 3. That's all that was to it. Because I watched a little bit of the video of them spicking, spacking back and forth. And then the the Twitter photo with Kendra Perkin with the uppercut. And I'm just like, man, all this is just publicity for for Culture 3. I, I wasn't even sweating that shit. Just like the Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul, Jake Paul, which whichever one of the Pauls. Now, Paul can... Say all he want to. Oh, I wasn't knocked out. I was. I wasn't stunned. Anything. Blah blah blah. Fam, when Floyd hit you with that right hook, you went night night for a second. You can say whatever, deny allegation, whatever. Blah blah blah. Say whatever you want to say. You were stunned at the least. You was completely stunned because you did not see that punch coming, and Floyd had to keep you up. Just make sure the fight keeps going and make sure everybody gets paid. So I, I, ain't, I ain't even sweating them things anymore now. Now, Chad Johnson, yeah, he got knocked out. I like him as a person, especially now after his NFL career. Now, I don't know if Conor McGregor is really going to entertain that boxing match between him and Chad Johnson, but that'd be, that'd be nice to see. 
But I'm here for Chad Johnson, even though he got knocked out. But he got back up quick, though. Like, he took that punch. He got back up. He was like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and run. Let's go ahead and run that shit again. Man made a million dollars in eight, million, eight, eight minutes and celebrated with some McDonald's. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Now, if you made it this far, I truly appreciate it. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at the underscore coffee underscore shop with two P's. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. I'll be talking hella shit on Twitter at at the coffee shop pod. Once again, my name is Folgers. Thank you again for tuning in to the coffee shop podcast. Make sure you like, comment, describe, subscribe. Woo. And make sure you rate this episode as well. Share it with your friends. And thank you again for tuning in. And I am out.